everybody. Welcome to the Cavs Insider Podcast from Independence, where the Cavs just wrapped up practice here on Friday afternoon. We're glad to have you. I'm Brendan Gulick, and our first special guest on the Cavs Insider Podcast is a very special guest, the radio play-by-play announcer on the Cavaliers Radio Network, Tim Alcorn, joins us. Thanks for hanging out. Brendan, my friend, it is good to see you again. <laughs> you and I go a long way back, but congratulations on this great new Thank venture you. of yours. I think it's tremendous. Thank you. This is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, for those who are just joining us for the very first time, we are a new channel. Uh, we are available on YouTube or wherever you like to find your favorite podcasts. You can support us by subscribing to the YouTube channel. Uh, the website literally tomorrow goes live, October 1st, CavsInsider.com. We'll cover you from every angle that we can with written content, video content just like this, uh, daily podcasts. Our social media handles are at CavsInsider underscore FN. We're uh, with Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Media Group. All right. Keep putting me on video. You'll lose viewers, though. (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Took care of the homework off the top, so let's talk Cavs. Um, Gosh, this is an exciting team. We had a chance to to talk with Coach and with the big guys today, Robert Lopez and Jared Allen, who are two of the more fun personalities you're ever going to see on the basketball floor. Uh, And and I want to definitely dive into sort of what we learned from those guys. But first, you know, you – You've been in this situation now for a couple of years. You went through COVID. You've had some kind of chaos to your start uh, in this chair. But I know it's a special chair for you. How much do you enjoy and appreciate the opportunity to to broadcast Cavalier games? Uh, I'm telling you what, Brendan, I'm so incredibly blessed. This will be my fourth year as the radio play-by-play voice of the Cavaliers. And to say it has been an interesting journey uh, would be an understatement. Um, you're right, dealt with COVID. Uh, well, my first year is actually when COVID hit. Uh, we didn't even get in uh, the final 15 games of the year. So COVID hits my very first year as a play-by-play broadcaster. Uh, we could do a whole segment just on the way that finally wrapped up and then Second year, of course, uh, the abbreviated 72-game schedule didn't get started till around Christmas time. The third year was the charm, not only for me as far as getting a full season in and doing this on a normal basis per se, but also as far as the elevation of what the Cavs did on the floor. Uh, the first two years for me uh, were certainly a challenge win-loss-wise, but uh, my mentor Joe Tate always told me, Timothy, your name's never in a box score. <laughs> So I had nothing to do with the wins and losses. But last year was so special, number one, to get an 82-game schedule in from my perspective, but uh, to watch the growth of this team to go from 22 wins the year before to 44 wins last year. And it would have been higher if they hadn't been decimated by the injuries that they had. So it's been a great ride. The Cavaliers have been wonderful to me in my first three years. And uh, no doubt about it, looking forward to year number four. You know, you you bring up Joe's name early. I know how special your relationship is with him. Uh, And and I have one fun Joe Tate story that we're just going to get out of the way off the top because I think you'll identify with this. Uh, It's the most Joe Tate thing that anybody will ever hear. I, I think I was a sophomore in college and I was at a, a John Carroll Mount Union football game and Joe well, was doing Joe the game. Was That's him. right. He was doing the game for Mount <laughs> Union on TV. And, and, you know, I went up to him and introduced myself and said something to the effect of, you know, can you, can you share, you know, any advice you'd give to a, a young broadcaster who's trying to get his career going? And he looks at me and he puts his right arm on me and he goes, Brendan, eat as much free pizza as you can get your hands on. <laughs> And Joe uh, did. He did. He did. And, and you know, in some ways, I thought that almost spoke to just the lighthearted, fun way he carried himself. And, and it made him so identifiable. 
He's an incredible, incredible announcer and an even better friend to you, I know uh, for sure. Well, Joe and I were extraordinarily close. Uh, it all started when I met Joe, when I was in college. And we could do a whole show on that if you want, my relationship with Joe. But uh, we had, you know, that father-son type of relationship. We were so close. And as I've shared with people, uh, it truly is the honor of my life to sit in the chair that Joe sat in and to sit in the perch that is called the Joe Tate Perch at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse because Joe was one of the greatest of all times to ever announce NBA basketball. And so, uh, number one, with the relationship that I had with Joe and how close that we were, and now to sit in that chair. And I, I don't pretend to be Joe Tate. He's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, to ever do it. But uh, just to sit in that chair and hold that position, uh, I'm just – humbled by that and i'm blessed by that well you do it more than admirably we really enjoy listening to you each night Thank you. um let's talk about the guys that are going to be on the yes, floor this year let's do that. Uh, and let's go to the big guys because we talked to him today why don't we start with jared allen because he's returning you know you you even asked him hey look you, you got a mid-season trade you came here same thing with karis he comes mid-season donovan is traded close to the start of camp it's all about trying to find your way a little bit how have you observed Karis and Jared in particular try to find their way with this team? That's a great question, Brendan. For Jared, when he got here, uh, there really was uh, a transition for him to get comfortable, uh, to find his way. Because keep in mind, we still had Andre Drummond at that time. And so that, that really created a unique scenario. But uh, Jared was able to fit in as far as his role and then last year, you really saw him flourish. I mean, he became an all-star center. Uh, we mentioned earlier the Cavs last year rack up 44 wins. If Jared doesn't sit out the final 17 games, there's no doubt in my mind uh, they're in the high 40s, maybe 50 and above as far as a win total is concerned. He's becoming an elite center in the NBA, a great rim protector on the defensive end. His offensive game uh, is just growing and growing and getting better. I think it's a very interesting camp and a very interesting preseason for Karis LeVert. We never really saw the Karis LeVert that I think Kobe Altman and J.B. Bickerstaff and, and the rest of the guys were hoping to see. And that's not any knock on Karis. He had that injury right after the All-Star break. And so he never had that opportunity to get comfortable with the guys on the floor. And from what uh, we've seen, from what we've heard, you've been at all the press conferences Karis is really showing the Karis Levert here in training camp that the Cavs thought we were getting. I thought this was going to be a huge camp for Karis, and from what we've seen and what we've heard, uh, he has stepped up. So this could be a big year for Karis Levert. And, and I think it's really cool that he comes into this year mentally as refreshed as he does physically because I think the, the mental toll that it takes on you when you're constantly rehabbing, yes. trying to give your best to a team that traded for you. They want you here. He's trying to to fill that and say, look, I I, I can prove to you that I belong here. Um, but when you're physically dealing with limitations, that's really tough. And and I think he, he sort of described yesterday to us that he hit the reset button in a way that allowed him to just start with a clean slate, which is awesome. Well, he was asked, uh, when's the last time he felt this good, both yeah. physically and emotionally and mentally? And he said three years. I mean, it's been a while because he's bounced around and had the health issues and so forth. So uh, if he feels as good both mentally and physically, as he has felt in three years. And we're about to see a Look very out. special season from Karis <laughs> LeVert because, as you said, uh, he wants to show the Cavaliers 
this is what you traded for. Uh, this is a, a place that I want to be. He's an Ohio guy. He's from Columbus. Right. So uh, he, he wants to show that he can be a real special part of this Cavaliers team moving forward. So we, we started there with Jared Allen. Obviously, he figures to be a, a hugely impactful player on this team. Not that Robin Lopez won't be, uh, but I, I expect that Jared's going to see certainly more minutes than Robin will. One of the things, the, the hallmarks of this team last year, we kind of talked with Coach Pickerstaff about it, was the tall ball, right? You get three seven-footers on the floor. It's pretty rare. You just don't see that kind of thing. Right. Um, I have come to appreciate, and I think a lot of fans have, the, the defensive mentality that these guys play with. I think sometimes, as a fan, when you see, hey, we've got a couple of seven-footers on the floor that were sacrificing pace, we're not going to be able to play as fast because we're trying to play with more size. I don't know that that's necessarily the case here because especially a guy like Evan Mobley, I mean, we're hearing he may at times even feel comfortable bringing the ball up the floor. Um, I'm curious from what you've been able to see in practice as we've kind of been behind closed doors until the last few minutes, how have you seen the the size and hopefully the pace coalesce a little bit well one thing you saw from evan and from jared last year was the ability to get out and run the floor as you just said uh, and dg finds them and ricky rubio when he was healthy was able to find them so uh, when ricky comes back you'll see that aspect of the game so they absolutely want to pick up the pace there's no doubt about that uh, they've got the guys that can do that they have the athleticism to get up and down the floor uh, I've, I've mentioned during a couple of preseason stops that I've made that uh, it's not fair to say the sky's the limit for Evan Mobley because I think the atmosphere is the limit for Evan Mobley. This kid has so much potential, and as JB said, uh, he can just advance his game that much further. So uh, the Cavs are going to want to get up and go. I think Donovan Mitchell brings that to the team. You've seen it from DG. Uh, if they go a little bit smaller at that three spot, uh, whether it's Karras or whoever it may be, they're going to run the floor. So that being said, JB prides himself on this being a defensive team first. And as we heard him say today, uh, following practice, he's going to put his best five guys on the floor and his best combinations on the floor. So if that, if that results in a faster-paced game, then that's what you're going to see the Cavaliers do. But I think they'd like to play that way. Tim Alcorn, the Cavs radio play-by-play announcer, our guest on the Cavs Insider Podcast. A few more minutes here with Tim. Let's go to Robin Lopez for a second. He's <laughs> got to be one of the goofiest guys you've ever seen in the NBA. He's so much fun because it's authentic. Like Some guys are, are a little different, but it feels phony. Not with Robin. I mean, he is just the <laughs> most true. authentic cat you're ever going to meet. What do you enjoy most about his personality? <laughs> Well, there's just an irreverence to it. You know, he, he's yeah. a free spirit, and uh, he'll talk about anything and everything. Today, he did a whole five-minute dissertation on all the rides at Cedar Point. So <laughs> there's your plug for Cedar Point. That's but right. No, and you know what, Brendan? I think a locker room needs a guy like that. They need a guy to loosen things up once in a while because uh, an 82-game schedule, as I learned for the first time last year, uh, it's a long schedule. It's a grind. There's a lot of plane rides and bus rides and road trips. And so uh, you need that guy to kind of keep it loose and to kind of keep things fun. Not saying that none of the other Cavs are like that because they are. They're a very loose group. But uh, when you add somebody like Robin Lopez to that group, uh, it's beneficial. But certainly uh, his play on the floor is going to benefit this team as well. Let's not overlook that. He's going to be a solid backup 
to Jared Allen, a Jared All Star starting center, and so he'll he'll get that role. But uh, Robin Lopez is going to offer something to this team aside from keeping it kind of loose in the locker room or loose on the bus when it needs to be, because he's been a solid player in the NBA for a long time, and uh, he's going to help JB coming off the bench both offensively and defensively. Couple more. Uh, let's go to Coach Bickerstaff for a moment. I, I I know you've spent obviously a little bit of time around him. Is there anything recently that you feel like you've learned about him or about his style or the way he handles even something as simple as scheduling practice? I mean, what what is it about him that you think ha- sort of like makes him the right guy to lead this particular young team? Well, there is no question. There is no doubt in my mind that J.B. Bickerstaff is the right coach for this basketball team. I just think he's a superb coach. And one of the things that I've observed, it may not be this year. There's only been a few practices and we're just in the training camp. But one of the things that I've seen about J.B. Brendan is the fact that he has a feel for a team whether it's practice, whether it's knowing when to put the gas on the guys or let up off the gas a little bit or when to take that time out or whatever it may be, the message he delivers to the players. I think he has a real feel for players and how to interact with players. And uh, I think a lot of that comes from being around NBA players his entire life because his dad, Bernie Bickerstaff, was a, a legendary NBA coach, one of the best, and now he's a senior consultant with the Cavs. You see him hanging around here on the practice floor. So uh, JB just has a feel for the game. He has a feel for a locker room, and uh, I think he's the perfect coach for these guys. Uh, you Use a cliche if you want, uh, and I will. They'll, they'll run through a wall sure. for JB, but they will because yep. they have that much respect for him and what he brings to the game and what he brings to that bench. So excited to see what this group looks like this year. Final question will be about the backcourt. Obviously, there's a lot of attention there right now. Mm-hmm. You got a guy as talented as Donovan Mitchell pairing with a guy as talented as Darius Garland. Do you think there are any challenges with with the way they play the game that might prevent an immediate click because i think fans are going to say hey it's game one and we've got we've got one of the best backcourts in the league can't wait to see these guys get out there if there were speed bumps can you see any what those might be i don't know if i would term it as challenges i just think it's going to take a while for a a comfortableness to develop uh you can play with a guy for a training camp or for a few preseason games, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to click immediately. And I'm sure Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell would tell you the exact same thing. It's going to take us a while to get used to one another. But that being said, they are both uh, to their core, to their bones, team players. They want to do what's best for the team. So they'll figure that out and they'll figure out how to work with one another and work off each other. So this is going to be, if not the best backcourt, one of the best backcourts in the NBA. It may not happen opening night in Toronto, but as this season moves along, uh, you're going to see an incredible duo out there for the Cavaliers. So they'll get used to each other. They'll play with each other. They'll, they'll know each other's spots. They'll know each other's comfort as far as where they want to be on the floor and then once that happens look out and lights out because Uh, they're going to be terrific it's going to be so much fun to watch i mean you you see the talent there and i guess that's what's fun this time of year is you look on paper and you're like this should be a really fun year and you knock on wood and you hope that injuries don't become a part of the equation like they did last year um 
it sure feels like the chemistry and the camaraderie are there. That that base that you need to have with mm-hmm. a championship caliber team is there. Um, and it won't be much longer that we have to think about it because we're going to see it in person starting <laughs> next week. Absolutely. Preseason, hard to believe, opens up Wednesday night Can't in Philly. Uh, three more after that. And then the season opener in Toronto. A little bit of an intriguing storyline there with the rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes, and the should-have-been-rookie of the year <laughs> in Evan Mobley. I can't wait to call him with Jim Jones. Are, are we are we throwing the other storyline out there that Robin Lopez said that the Raptors mascot is his <laughs> least favorite mascot in the NBA? Because I think that should be mentioned. There's on the floor and there's off the floor things to keep an eye on. And we'll uh, see if that battle brews north of the border. <laughs> oh, way too much fun. Can't wait to get it rolling. And we're really grateful for your time. We'll look forward to checking in with you soon. Hey, again, congratulations on this venture. I just Thank think you. it's outstanding. And uh, if I haven't scared viewers with this face for radio, uh, I'll be more than glad to join you anytime, uh, and you and I go a long way back. So anyway, I can help you out. I'll be glad to do it. It'd be, uh, it'd be awesome. We'll have you again on real soon. <laughs> All right. Cavs Insider, uh, CavsInsider.com. The website, again, that starts literally tomorrow. We'll have content posted on Saturday, October 1st. The website will launch. Uh, Cavs Insider underscore FN is our social handle, Twitter and Instagram. We're working on the Facebook link at the moment. Uh, but again, we're affiliated with the Sports Illustrated Media Group through Fan Nation. Uh, and then you can find this wherever you like to find your favorite podcast, the Apple Store, Google uh, Google Podcast has it, Spotify has it. So thanks for your support for the show. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content just like this. For Tim Elkhorn, I'm Brendan Gulick. We'll see you again real soon as the Cavs get ready. They've got an off day on Sunday, but one more practice here before uh, we focus on game week.